Friday, everybody, and welcome to the David Glenn Show. We're coming at you on location for the next three hours at Prestonwood Country Club in Cary. How's this for a double? As we look forward to talking about the Panthers against the Buccaneers in London and other NFL action, as folks in this neighborhood are celebrating NC State's Thursday night football victory on national TV over Syracuse. Not all the details were pretty, but a win is a win is a win. I am sitting near the legends of golf. And as we get into a lot more college football, number one Alabama faces a challenge this weekend. Number two Clemson will host Florida State. Number five LSU and number seven Florida, two SEC teams that are among the more prominent in the ranks of the unbeaten, they play each other tomorrow. Georgia hosts South Carolina, unbeaten Penn State visits a nationally ranked Iowa team. Number nine, Notre Dame, no longer undefeated, but if they want to stay in that college football playoff conversation, they need to stay at one loss. The Irish hosts Southern Cal tomorrow night on NBC. Unbeaten Wisconsin hosts Michigan State. We have a pretty good lineup of NFL matchups, a great lineup of college football matchups near and afar. Scott Satterfield and Dave Clawson both dropped by. Prior to Louisville's trip to Wake Forest, the Deacons remain, remember, in the ranks of the unbeaten. We'll get to a little bit of a lot of things, including, of course, your phone calls. Free for All Friday, as we call it, is the most popular sports radio platform ever invented. And as I get to enjoy right in front of me the legends of golf, you get to enjoy fewer guests, more phone calls. The lines have been jammed since we went statewide with the David Glenn Show. We know you like to join Monday through Thursday. It is a little harder to get in. We created Free For All Friday in part to allow for more of your input on Fridays as we enjoy the legends of golf here at Prestonwood at the SAS Championship. More on that in just a little bit. Major League Baseball is down to its final four. The Houston Astros remain the favorites. Yankees-Astros for the ALCS Championship begins tomorrow night. Washington and St. Louis go at it tonight starting the best-of-seven NLCS. It is a Final Four in baseball, to steal that college basketball term. National Hockey League action has ramped up regular season style. And guess what? There are only two teams that stand 4-0. and oh. One of them is right here in our backyard, your Carolina Hurricanes. I will see you there tonight. I'm enjoying the legends of golf at Prestonwood this afternoon. I'm enjoying the hottest team in hockey tonight at PNC Arena. The New York Islanders visit this evening. Tomorrow night, it's the Columbus Blue Jackets. We'll see how far Rod Brindamore and the boys can take their unbeaten streak into the regular season. College basketball season is only about three weeks away. We had a great day in Charlotte this week. Mike Krzyzewski was my one-on-one guest. Roy Williams was my one-on-one guest. Another Hall of Famer, Jim Beheim of Syracuse, sat down at the David Glenn Show table. Another national champion, Tony Bennett dropped by. We caught up with Danny Manning of Wake Forest, Kevin Keats of NC State, all 15 coaches in one form or fashion. And we also touched base with uh, a few of the 30-star players who were there with us in Charlotte. The games don't begin for another few weeks. Same in the NBA. The regular season is about a week and a half away, so the games don't count for real yet. But the NBA's annual China Tour ends this weekend. The Lakers and the Nets play one more time tomorrow. As you know, there has been an international incident of sorts in the American sports world with the NBA and China in a bit of a stare down. Darren Gant will be our one 
and only phone guest today. He's one of our favorites in the National Football League. We'll talk about the Panthers' trip to London to take on the Buccaneers. If you win, you're 4-2 and two and feeling good about four straight wins. If you lose, you're 3-3 three and three and wondering about how far you're falling behind the New Orleans Saints, who are leading the NFC South as we speak, even without that Drew Brees guy fully available at quarterback. As you know, Cam Newton stayed back here in North Carolina. He is not in London with his teammates, so it will be Kyle Allen one more time. That young man is trying to get to 5-0 and as an NFL starting quarterback. You all know Kurt Warner is the most recent example of any NFL QB winning his first four NFL starts. Kyle Allen's already gotten to that 4-0 mark. He can get to 5-0 and by leading the Panthers to a win over the Buccaneers in London. Quick reminder as we invite your calls, Darren Vaught is back in the studio and taking your calls. Intern Will and intern Jilly are also on hand in the studio. They'll be the first voices you hear if you dial 1-800-849-2761. I have Dennis Cox on site here at Prestonwood Country Club. Dave Modlin is on the way. The Sports Channel 8 guys have handed the baton to me. They take you a quarter of the way to Margaritaville. We are officially halfway to Margaritaville here at the David Glenn Show as we invite your questions and comments on the week that was in sports and also the weekend to come with the NFL, college football, baseball, hockey, the NBA, college basketball, and other things on our mind. Remember, the rules of free-for-all Friday allow your question, your comment, your complaint to be on any of those topics, but also you can send us elsewhere. You're free to do that on the other side at 1-800-849-2761. Beyond what I just mentioned nationally, think about what's going on here in our backyard. It is a Carolina Hurricanes weekend with back-to-back home games. They're not home again until October 26th and 29th. So if you want to catch the hottest team in hockey, join me there tonight, or we're sending a bunch of you there, I know, tomorrow night as the Canes host Columbus. It is also a SAS championship weekend, right? The legends of golf are here as we speak. You name him, he's probably here. Freddie Couples, Davis Love III, UNC's own. This is his first time competing in this annual great event on the PGA Champions Tour. Bernhard Langer has won this event, and he's back. Colin Montgomery, another of the bigger names from this tour. These guys are, in most cases, already out on this wonderful track at Prestonwood Country Club. More on that because, as I say hello to Darren Vaught back at the studio, He's been all over the place this week. He hosted out in the triangle, or triad rather. He is uh, always handling his duties as the voice of USA Baseball, and occasionally he chimes in here on the David Glenn Show. Darren, did you know that, I know you know that I'm not hosting my own program on Monday. Did you know that I get to play on Monday the same course that I am watching the Legends of Golf play today, tomorrow, and Sunday. I had not put the pieces together, but I guess that does make sense because a lot of your media events in which you play golf uh, take place at at Prestonwood, so that's cool. It it feels a little blasphemous, doesn't it? Like there's nine or (laughs) ten members of the World Golf Hall of Fame playing in this event, and then I step out there on Monday. You know how this works. They call it at the North Carolina Sports Hall of Fame the Salute to Champions Golf Classic. So I'm one of their quote-unquote celebrity golfers every year. Can I offer, even though it's only Friday afternoon, like my early condolences to whoever ended (laughs) up with me as their celebrity golfer? Because as I watch these pretty swings out here with the legends of golf, I can promise you 
I'm going to be hacking up Tony's turf here at Prestonwood <laughs> in a way that these geniuses do not do. So early apologies to whoever got stuck with me in this Salute to Champions Golf Classic. We do always have fun. I can tell you that. We'll do that again on Monday at Prestonwood. Scott Hamilton will be my guest host that day, and Darren will be back in studio. You know how it works, Darren. Get Will ready. Get Jilly ready. They're answering the phones. We follow your lead. I have a lot on the Panthers and the Buccaneers matchup. I have a lot on a college football weekend where, seriously, nationally there may be about 10 teams that are playing huge, huge games where if you want to remain in the conversation for that college football playoff at the end of the year, you better win this weekend. Some of them still have their mulligans available, if you will. There's some prominent one-loss teams that can't afford a second loss. We'll get into the college football weekend. You all know I'm a believer in the Houston Astros, but I believe the Astros-Yankees matchup is going to be as good as it gets. They might be the two best teams in baseball. They're meeting in the semifinals, if you will, starting tomorrow night. The Nationals are trying to do something for the first time in the history of that program as the Cardinals are their opponent. St. Louis has been in the NLCS, I think it's 10 times since the turn of the century. That's just crazy. That's like almost half, it is half the time, right? And they have another shot to punch their ticket to the World Series. You all know hockey is always on my mind. I am both a season ticket holder to the Carolina Hurricanes and someone who covers them to a degree for a living. We love sending you to those games, and we will have listeners all over PNC Arena tonight and again tomorrow night. So the SAS Championship locally, it's a Carolina Hurricanes weekend locally. The NHRA Carolina Nationals are there in Charlotte all weekend. We're sending a bunch of you to that as well. So thanks to all the contestants, listeners, and prize winners who have chimed in here on the David Glenn Show this past week. We look forward to talking to you about the weekend to come locally, nationally, even internationally. You could be next with your question or comment. Let me throw it back to the studio. Then we'll come back here live at Prestonwood Country Club in Cary. The legends of golf are doing their work, and we will continue ours. 1-800-849-2761. More of my thoughts on the football weekend to come with your phone calls steering the ship. 1-800-849-2761. That's next on the David Glenn Show. Ruffin McNeil, welcome back. I know we'll always be a huge part of you and your family. You know, this will be my last coaching stop after this. Yeah, maybe join you on a radio show or Amen. do some of that. Yeah. We'll, but, be, we'll uh, be doing some remote shows from your boat in the middle of the Caribbean somewhere <laughs> if I have my way. <laughs> You're listening to The David Glenn Show. Welcome back to The David Glenn Show. Welcome back to Free For All Friday. We are coming at you live from Prestonwood Country Club for this three-hour edition of the program. Remember, Monday through Thursday, our lines tend to be jammed. We're coming at you live in almost 300 North Carolina cities and towns. We carve out one day a week for more phone calls. We will have Darren Grant on the NFL. We usually chat with Jeff Kleiber and others here as the legends of golf has have descended upon Prestonwood Country Club. Today, tomorrow, and Sunday, they are in action at this great Champions Tour event every year. I get to play this course on Monday in the Salute to Champions event with the folks at the North Carolina Sports Hall of Fame. I won't go near this course as, Lee, as long as the legends are on it. Hogan in Winston-Salem wants to be the first free-for-all Friday phone caller. I'll give you one thing I promised as we come to your calls and we do have some lines open if you'd like to jump in 1-800-849-2761 quick reminder about one of our highlights in the nfl weekend 
as much as the college football weekend is overflowing with either undefeated teams that have challenging matchups this weekend or sometimes one-loss teams that just need to win to stay in the mix. Closer to home, App State got a big win on Wednesday night against Louisiana, the other best team in the Sun Belt Conference. Uh, Eli Drinkwitz's squad is now 5-0, and and they're going to be favored in all but one game at South Carolina the rest of the way. So who knows how high the Mountaineers can climb the ladder. Dave Dorn and NC State got a nice win on Thursday night football. That one over Syracuse. The pack is now 4-2 and two going into the bulk of their ACC schedule. UVA is 4-1, and one, nationally ranked, still the Coastal Division favorite in the ACC. They're on national TV tonight at Miami, and they're carrying a number 20 national ranking with them. And remember, Louisville's at Wake Forest. Dave Clawson has the Deeks off to one of their best starts in the history of that program at 5-0. and oh. And the Deeks are going to be favored in their remaining games with the obvious exception of having to deal with the number two and undefeated Clemson Tigers a little bit later this year. Can the Deeks keep it rolling under a Louisville program that is rejuvenated after the disastrous Bobby Petrino era end? Uh, Scott Satterfield is doing some of the good things he did for a long time at App State. Now with the Cardinals program, homecoming for Coach Sat, who was born and raised here in the Triangle area and then spent all those years up in the high country in Boone where he and his family still have a home despite they, the fact that they took the job at Louisville last year. Hogan and Winston-Salem once in on college sports. Others, the NFL, Major League Baseball, the Red Hot Carolina Hurricanes. Quickly on the NFL as we come to your calls. The Carolina Panthers and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, opponents this weekend in London. And again, set your alarm clock. If you've watched the, the Carolina Panthers for any portion of their existence here over two-plus decades, you're used to seeing them, what, at 1 o'clock on a Sunday or 4-something on a Sunday, occasionally a Monday night special, a Sunday night special, a Thursday night special. This is brand new. This is different. This has, for the Panthers, it is truly unprecedented. Their kickoff time is 9.30 a.m., at least our time. And that's the matchup between Carolina at 3-2, three, three straight wins after Cam Newton's injury, to the Buccaneers at 2-3. and three. One thing these two teams and franchises have in common is that they spent the number one draft pick on a guy who had done a lot, a Heisman Trophy winner at the college level, right? Jameis Winston was a national champion and a Heisman winner at Florida State. He was the number one pick of the Buccaneers four years ago. Cam Newton was the Heisman Trophy winner and a national champion at Auburn. He was the number one overall pick way back in 2011. Whereas Cam, remember, is still here in Charlotte. Didn't even take the trip to London as he's dealing with that foot injury. David Tepper and the Panthers have to decide whether he's going to be their long-term future at the most important position on the field. That's not going to be determined, obviously, until Cam comes back and assumedly starts starting for the Panthers again. The Buccaneers are much closer to a fork in the road. They have to make a decision on Jameis Winston. He has paled in comparison to what Cam Newton has done as a fellow number one pick until perhaps the Tampa head coach Bruce Arians, who's a little bit of a quarterback whisperer, Jameis Winston is playing like the guy they thought they drafted out of Florida State. He was not good in that opener against the 49ers, if you remember correctly, threw a couple of pick sixes in an ugly loss. The Buccaneers' offense has gotten a lot better. 
Jameis Winston has gotten a lot better in the next four games. And as you head into that matchup tomorrow, keep in mind the Buccaneers are playing better offensively than the Panthers are. The Panthers are playing better defensively than Tampa is. But remember, the Bucs already have beaten the Panthers this year. That was the game where Cam was still trying to play, although he didn't look healthy. He did not play well at all. And in Charlotte earlier this year, it was the Buccaneers beating the Panthers 20-14. to If you recall, that's the game where Christian McCaffrey got the direct snap at the very end, maybe a minute to go in regulation, as the Panthers tried to play a little bit kind of do or die. McCaffrey was stopped near the goal line on that funky play where they sent Cam Newton in motion. And then McCaffrey tried to beat Vernon Hargraves to the pylon in the left corner of the end zone. Hargraves and others pushed him out instead. So it was Tampa 20, Carolina 14. Since then, remember, it's just been the Panthers winning, but with their young quarterback and their backup, Kyle Allen, who's looking to go 5-0 and as an NFL starter as he faces Tampa on Sunday morning in London. Hogan and Winston-Salem, we welcome you to the David Glenn Show. We welcome others' calls, too, at 1-800-849-2761. Hogan, what's on your mind as you get to steer our ship? Go right ahead. Yeah, David, thanks for having me. Big fan of the show. Um, I guess I'm calling today just kind of talk to you about what exactly you think the state of North Carolina State's football program is right now. Uh, you know, 4-2, and two, obviously, uh, got a big win over Syracuse last night in conference play, but they've got kind of a tough, a tough three-game stretch ahead. They're going to be on the road in Chestnut Hill to face a BC team that's been struggling and is looking to kind of define itself this season. Um, and they're also going to have to go as well as Wake Forest is on an absolute roll. So I guess I'm just kind of reaching out to you to what exactly do you think that, they're good, that their record is going to be within the next yeah. three games and how likely is it going to be in your mind that Dave Dorn is actually going to be the guy who sticks around long term for the Wolfpack? Well, I'll tell you this. It's going to be hard, as I said all summer long, to just kind of keep cranking out nine win seasons. So, in other words, Dave Clawson deserves a lot of credit for making the Wolfpack a perennial bowl team, right? After his first year, it's been bowl after bowl after bowl. And nine wins is nothing to sneeze at, right? And he's had that two years in a row. When I looked at the personnel, and especially, I mean, you don't need to be an expert on this stuff to know that when you lose an NFL-caliber quarterback, you're probably going to take a step back, even if you're good at a lot of other positions. So 4-2 and two is a nice start. It's not a great start because two of your biggest challenges, very disappointing 44-27 loss at West Virginia, and then not really close either against Florida State. 31-13 ended up being the final in Tallahassee there. But give them credit for what happened last night. It wasn't pretty. 16-10, to 10, you needed a gadget play, right? You weren't hitting on all cylinders offensively, even after your quarterback changes and Bailey Hockman started and Devin Leary got some snaps off the bench. But you figured out a way to win in front of the home crowd against a Syracuse team that was very good last year, not as good this year. But you figured out a way to win. So now you're 4-2 and two as you head to Boston College and Wake Forest. When Ryan Finley is your three-year starter, and you send all those other dudes to the NFL, Bradley Chubb on the defensive side of the ball and otherwise, you should be at least in that 8-9 win range. I think there's some fair questions about whether Dave Doran should have had, at some point, you know, a 10-win season. So give him credit for what he's done right. Fair to ask a question about why he didn't put that NFL talent together in a way that generated even more victories. But when you look the rest of the way, let's think about it. 4-2 and two right now. 
it is going to be brutally difficult to beat the Clemson Tigers, right? Not impossible, but you better be really confident in your quarterback by November 9th when the Tigers come to Carter-Finley and we bring our big tailgate tour back to Raleigh, right? That, that is, would be a heck of a resume builder, but we all know that, that it is unlikely. State's better than Louisville. State's better than Georgia Tech. State, I believe, is better than Boston College, which is next on their schedule. Wake is rolling right now, and that game is in Winston-Salem. Clemson is Clemson. And then you've got a coin flip game against the Tar Heels at the end. So I don't know how you, Hogan, would feel about seven or eight wins after back-to-back nine-win campaigns. But to me, unless the offense gets better after all these NFL-caliber quarterbacks were leading the way for the last, what, five years of the Dave Doran era, when he didn't have a quarterback, he went 3-9. and nine. When he did have a quarterback, he kept cranking up all season. So, to me, I expected a step back in the win total. But that doesn't mean, you know, Wolfpack fans feel the same way. Yeah, I mean, I think that, I mean, a step back is something that maybe was expected. But, I mean, by the same token, you've got a guy in Hoffman who was the number one JUCO quarterback um, coming out for pro style. And you got Matt McKay, obviously, who struggled early and you know now you're heading into the middle of October where your original starter at the beginning of the season is now your third string you're in your yeah flipping yeah. back and forth between Hoffman and Leary I, I guess from from a fan's perspective I mean the, the chemistry that exists on that offense I could imagine is is slim to none just because it's almost impossible to get in the rhythm and you see that when they're only able to put up 16 points at their home field on a national televised game again Syracuse, who is, yeah. is also not, not what they were expected to be. You know, it's interesting. The most likely scenario would be 7-5 and five or 8-4, and four, right? And if you do either of those records, but you do win your bowl game, you're right back there at 8 or 9 wins. So this, this song has a lot of notes left to play, right? If somehow they face plant, well, then Dave Doran will deserve some criticism. But if you beat the teams you're supposed to beat, including Louisville and Georgia Tech, let's say BC and UNC are both kind of coin flip games. Maybe you win one, you lose the other. Well, that still gets you to seven wins. Maybe you surprise Wake Forest. Maybe you shock the world and beat Clemson. But even if you only got one of those, then you're at eight and you go to a bowl game and maybe you're right back there at a third straight nine-win season. I personally don't think they'll get to nine again. I mean, you see what I see. They're, they're just not a very good team offensively. But let's give credit to that defense, right? I mean, Dave Doran has built a culture in the trenches in particular where when you need to rely on winning the battles in the trenches against a team with a similar talent level as you, well, you did it last night. That wasn't easy to do. I mean, Syracuse has a guy at quarterback in Tommy DeVito who's played. They have a running back in Mo Neal who's played a lot and is a good receiver out of the backfield. They have some really talented young wide receivers. And the Wolfpack flat out shut them down. So I'm not telling you you're crazy if you go home from Carter-Finley and say, man, our offense is nothing like it has been. You're right, it's not. And you needed a trick play just to beat Syracuse. But let's not be entirely glass half empty. The Wolfpack defense absolutely dominated Syracuse for most of that game. And that has to be something that uh, Dave, get, Dave Doran gets credit for as well. 1-800-849-2761. We have lines open on Free For All Friday. We get emails almost every day about how hard it is to get in. Oh, we had to wait so long on hold. Well, Darren Vaught and intern Will and intern Jilly are back at the studio in Raleigh. We're going to allow you to continue steering our ship. I have more on the Panthers-Buccaneers matchup. But remember, if you're an NFL fan, 
you've got some other treats awaiting you as well. My 3-2 and two Philadelphia Eagles visit the 3-2 and two Minnesota Vikings. One or both of them could be in the NFC picture come the end of the regular season. The 3-2 and two Texans visit the 4-1 and one Chiefs. Keep in mind, Deshaun Watson was stifled by your Carolina Panthers. And then when he got to play somebody else, he lit it up for the Texans last week. Similarly, the Kansas City Chiefs MVP QB, Patrick Mahomes, was stifled by the Indianapolis Colts. Will he light it up against the Texans? That's one of your better 1 o'clock matchups. I'd say both of them, Philly at Minnesota, Houston at Kansas City, are among the uh, Sunday treats awaiting you. The 4-1 and one New Orleans Saints keep just hitting all the right notes, even without Drew Brees. Teddy Bridgewater has stepped in. The highest-paid backup quarterback in the NFL has helped New Orleans maintain its momentum. They get the 2-3 and three Jacksonville Jaguars. Wouldn't it be nice to see Jacksonville lend a helping hand? We just saw the Jags against the Panthers. They're not a great team. They're not a bad team. But at home, it would help a lot if they can knock off the New Orleans Saints. Panthers win and the Saints lose. You're talking about co-leaders of the NFC South come Monday. The San Francisco 49ers against the LA Rams, another highlight of the weekend to come. As we come right back to your calls on the other side, you could be next at 1-800-849-2761. Remember, the Patriots beat the Giants as expected last night, 35-14. The Patriots are now 6-0. The only other undefeated team in the NFL is the surprising San Francisco 49ers. Their defense is for real. How good are they otherwise? Maybe that remains an open-ended question. They get a challenge this weekend. They're not only playing the Rams, they're playing the Rams in L.A. That's one of your 4 o'clock highlights if you're an NFL fan this weekend. The spotlight games are not as compelling in some cases this week. Last night was an example of that. Sunday night, you only get the struggling Steelers at the 2-3 and three Chargers. Monday night football will offer something better. The Lions are off to a strong start, and they visit the 4-1 Green Bay Packers. So similar to the college football ranks, there's a lot of must-see TV this weekend. Alabama against Texas A&M, and that one is in College Station. Clemson, Florida State, we all know the Tigers are better, but Clemson better find itself offensively because whereas the Seminoles have been dysfunctional in a lot of ways under Willie Taggart these last two years, they have talent on the offensive side of the ball, and Clemson just has not been able to hit on all cylinders so far this season, even with a guy like Trevor Lawrence at the controls and a guy like Travis Etienne as one of the more promising running backs in all of college football. Maybe the biggest matchup and best of the weekend. LSU hasn't lost yet. Florida hasn't lost yet. They're both ranked in the top seven of the polls. They play each other. The 5-0 and Tigers host the 6-0 and Gators. That is as good as anything football has to offer this weekend. More on who has what at stake on the gridiron and otherwise as we come at you live from Prestonwood Country Club at the SAS Championship. The legends of golf are on the course today, tomorrow, and Sunday. I get to play this course on Monday in the annual North Carolina Sports Hall of Fame Salute to Champions Golf Classic. These guys will show it's how it, how, us how it is done and then we will probably butcher this great track at Prestonwood come Monday. Darren is back in the studio in Raleigh. I'm live here in Cary for these three hours. You can be next with your question or comment. We talked to the legends of college basketball this week in Charlotte, and that season is only about three weeks away. The NBA's annual China tour ends this weekend. The Lakers and the Nets play one more time. 
as all sorts of back-and-forth craziness has happened between China and NBA officials. The regular season at the pro level is just 11 days away, and Warriors coach Steve Kerr actually responded to criticism he's received just in the last 24 hours. The Hornets are not expected to be good, but with the Warriors coming back to earth and the Raptors as well, it is expected to be a wide-open NBA regular season for the first time maybe in a long time. Did you see that that Colin Kaepernick guy is back in the sports headlines? His representatives released a statement yesterday that they said were was designed to correct some myths in the sports media and on social media. Jason wants to be next by phone on Free For All Friday. Let me throw it back to the studio in Raleigh, and then we'll crank out as many of your Free For All Friday phone calls as we can. 1-800-849-2761. The parameters are so wide, as long as it has something to do with either the sports world or this statewide syndicated sports radio show, it is fair game for your question, comment, or complaint. 1-800-849-2761. Darren Gant from NBC Sports and Pro Football Talk joins us live in less than 30 minutes. You can steer the ship at 1-800-849-2761. Next on the David Glenn Show. Davos Sweeney, welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Yeah, How man. are you, man? Good to see you. It's great to How see you. Been? I saw that you took your family to Italy. It was unbelievable to go to Rome and to stand at the Colosseum that was built in 80, <laughs> 80, <laughs> 80 it's the original Death Valley. You know, literally. This is the David Glenn Show. Mac has brought a great deal of enthusiasm to our place, and uh, it, the season has been unbelievable. The first five games, we could have been five and zero, or could have been zero and five. Yeah, I loved his immediate reaction going for two against Clemson. I thought that was exactly what you should do, and I was hoping he was going to do. And it was no reaction. What's? Oh yeah, well, that's what we're doing. Bam! He really has uh, increased the interest, the excitement we have in North Carolina football, and uh, and we still have a chance to win our division. We'll see what happens down the stretch. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. We were surrounded by Hall of Famers in Charlotte on Tuesday. That was the voice of Roy Williams chiming in on Mac Brown and the Tar Heels football resurgence. We also talked with Coach K from Duke, Jim Beheim from Syracuse, last year's national champion Tony Bennett of UVA, and pretty much everybody else. Basketball is on our mind. It is a huge football weekend, and here in North Carolina, you might be jacked up about the Carolina Hurricanes, the hottest team in hockey. I'm headed there after today's show. The SAS Championship continues in front of us. Just as we were surrounded by Hall of Famers in the basketball world on Tuesday, we are surrounded by Hall of Famers in the golf world today. As we come back to your free-for-all Friday phone calls, Jason is in Winston-Salem. We have listeners in Asheville and Boone and Wilmington and Greenville and everywhere you'd want to live in between. You can chime in with your question, comment, or complaint at 1-800-849-2761. When I say Hall of Famers, I'm not exaggerating. It's like 9 or 10 just in this SAS championship as that great PGA Tour Champions event is here once more. Freddie Couples was a late addition to this field, remember? Davis Love III of UNC fame and Ryder Cup fame. This is his first time playing this tournament. He's been hanging around, remember, even at the PGA Tour level. Darren, as we come back to the calls, I think you'll like how I like to frame the Champions Tour as the other Hall of Famers here include Bernhard Longer and Vijay Singh and Colin Montgomery and Larry Nelson, Mark O'Meara, Sandy Lyle. Uh, Ratif Goosen is another example. You know how they say there's lies, damn lies, and statistics? Right. All right, so I've, I've boiled it down to this. 
there are two main requirements to be able to play at the PGA Tour Champions level, and I like to claim that I'm halfway there. Okay. You, you see how that can be a little misleading? <laughs> because once you have your 50th birthday, technically, you're halfway to the Champions Tour. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. There's only yeah. two requirements. I've got one now. <laughs> I very recently you became eligible. You meet 50% eligible. of the requirements. I, I, am, yeah. I am 50% of the way toward <laughs> becoming a Champions Tour golfer. Now, sadly, the other half is playing legend-level golf, and that has been a little more elusive for me than a 50th <laughs> birthday. But it is fun to look at it that way as we enjoy the legends of golf here at Prestonwood today, tomorrow, and Sunday. Jason is in Winston-Salem. He gets to steer our ship now. Others have the NFL, college football, and the return of basketball on their mind. Major League Baseball is down to its final four. And the Carolina Hurricanes, folks, are not only 4-0, and hottest team in hockey, Islanders at home tonight, Blue Jackets home tomorrow night. Get there if you can because they're not home again until October 26th. Do you know that Sebastian Ajo, their only all-star last year, has only one point? So it's not like, you know, they're 4-0 and and everybody's given everything they could possibly give. No. Sebastian Ajo is basically their best player and has only one point through four games. Andrei Svechnikov has been great. Tevo Teravainen has been great. A couple of the newcomers, Ryan Dezingle, and you know I love to say this name, Eric Halla. Dougie Hamilton, Jacob Slavin, Brett Pesci, Jake Gardner have been a really good top four on defense. That is a promising hockey team. There's an article at ESPN.com today uh, written on Rod Brindamore and how he, along with the owner Tom Dundon, have completely changed the culture of Carolina Hurricanes hockey. It's one of the great stories unfolding in our backyard as they are off to a 4-0 start in this regular season. Jason, welcome to Free For All Friday. Go right ahead. Hey, Glenn, sounds like you've got uh, one heck of an offense today. Yeah, you're not kidding, man. What a beautiful day here in the great state of North Carolina. I'd love to come to an office like this every day. No kidding. I'm right there with you. Hey, listen, so we're ha I'm happy that uh, happy the Bigs are undefeated. They're, you know, doing things that, I, quite frankly, I better than what they did in 2006. Wow. That leads me to my question. Now that we've got a, a new AD, a new you know, young AD who's got ties to Wake Forest, wants to has been in, you know, with big programs like, you know, in a CNS or is yeah. that something? And, and, and I hope, you know, the answer is what I hope it is. But is this something that, that, that we get to look forward to? We've got an AD now that's really going to, you know, push this forward and try to sustain this type of uh, – a program, you know, keep flossing around, keep good people around, or, you know, what do you, what do you see for the outlook, and what do you got for us on Saturday night? Well, I'm one of those guys that when somebody asks me a question like this, I can only give you my truth serum answer. I, I just... I don't paint the glass half full. I don't paint it glass half empty. I just try to tell it as it is. And in the case of Wake Forest football, there is an upside and a downside. The downside is that there are almost no examples of high academic private universities going to the next level, meaning competing not just for good things. The Deeks are 5-0. and They're off to one of the greatest starts in, in Wake Forest football history, and they're favored to beat everybody remaining on their schedule except the Clemson Tigers. Now, are they going to go 11-1? That's not easy. But even a 10-win season would be 
the second highest win total in the history of Wake Forest football. And those are great fun things to talk about. If anybody asks me about the next level, meaning going from, you know, maybe a double-digit win total to competing for the national title, I remind them that if that were more possible, there'd be more examples of it happening at smaller private universities. And there's just not. And who wins the national championships and competes for them? Well, large public universities that get more flexibility with their incoming academic standards. Over and over and over, I don't care who your favorite school is, those SEC schools get plenty of breaks when they need them from the admissions department, right? Alabama and Clemson, large public universities and Power Five leagues. So what's the ceiling? The ceiling could be the occasional Jim Grow breakthrough 13 years ago where they win 11 games, win the ACC title for what was that, only the second time in the history of the school? I mean, this league's been around for almost 70 years now. Wake's only won two ACC football titles. That happened 13 years ago. You have the right coach is the glass half full part of this. And I'd have to look this up to be sure that I'm not leading you astray, Brandon, but I believe Dave Clawson has signed a contract through 2026. I'll double-check that. But it's not like the Deacons are being haphazard with this, right? They know they have the right guy. Dave Clawson has been really good everywhere. Fordham, then Richmond, then Bowling Green, and now through six years at Wake Forest. Took him a couple years to get rolling, but guess what? He's the first coach in the history of that school to take the Deeks to three straight bowl wins in three years. Never happened before. Now he's in that streak, and obviously the 5-0 and start suggests more really good things to come. So, A, keep Dave Clawson. That's on their radar. They've already extended him. They're paying him competitively. And I would add this as a business owner. Not only do you have to pay people well, the ones that you want to keep, you have to paint the rest of the picture in a way that they want to stay. Because Dave Clawson is a classic example, in my opinion, as someone who's gotten to know him personally a little bit, and we have a great professional relationship. Dave Clawson is the example of a person who does not let money be the tail that wags his dog. Is money important to all of us to one degree or another? Heck yes. But some people make it the first part of the decision that they make every time. And, of course, we see coaches leave seven-figure salaries for bigger seven-figure salaries all the time. But if you're paying him competitively, and, again, Wake is, and you've extended him, what is that, seven years into the future, that's commitment, and you give him other reasons to stay a lifestyle for him and his family, a culture that he embraces and celebrates in terms of the academic athletic balance. I think that part of the picture is really beautiful. And remember, Jamie Newman, the quarterback, is only a junior. Uh, A lot of the other best players are younger guys. It's a mix. Um, But, you know, Boogie Basham, their defensive end, is a junior. They have, uh, what's the freshman running back? Kenneth Walker has had a really good year so far. So, of course, you're going to say goodbye to some guys on their way to the NFL at the end of this season, no matter how it ends. But the foundation is strong. Dave Clawson lost his first two years there with bad records because he didn't have enough dudes. And then when his guys started matching his system and the talent level elevated, guess what? Three straight bowl trips, three straight bowl wins. And with a 5-0 and start, clearly he's on his way to even more good things. So keep your coach happy. Keep giving him the funds that are required to build a good coaching staff around him. And then what Wake does, very wisely in my opinion, is 
on the recruiting trail sell the idea that you're making, young man, a 40-year decision, not a four-year decision. I've been to most of these big venues around college football. There is no way in my lifetime or yours that Wake Forest is going to have a 70,000-seat football stadium that's filled. It's just not going to happen. So those youngsters who are most mesmerized by, wow, there's 80,000 people here, and look at this atmosphere, it's not going to happen at Wake Forest. They've tried to describe it as turning their venue in Winston into like the Chicago Cubs of college football. Make it fun. It's smaller, but it's fun. But literally, there are college football teams that have stadiums truly three times the size of Wake Forest's football stadium. So you have to go for the young men who care more about the athletic academic balance. Dave Clawson knows that, and he has sold it successfully. His assistants know that, and they have players, man. They don't have Clemson-level players, and that's where that uh, unfortunate ceiling comes into play. But the starting point is keep Dave Clawson happy. And I think the Deeks are doing a great job of that. And they're a fun team to watch as they host 3-2 and two Louisville. In this league, if you're searching for greatness, 14 ACC football programs, there is only one team that is truly great, and it's the Clemson Tigers. And they've even had some troubles offensively. The closest thing to greatness on either side of the ball, not named Clemson in this entire conference, is when Wake Forest has the ball. And Jamie Newman is out there putting up insane numbers. And Cade Carney and Kenneth Walker are running it. And Sage Surratt and Scotty Washington are catching it. That's as close to great as the ACC has to offer. And Dave Clawson's signature is all over that. I appreciate the call. Brandon will squeeze in as many free-for-all Friday phone calls as we can throughout today's program. Darren Gant will be our NFL guest today by phone from NBC Sports and Pro Football Talk. Darren drops by in about 10 minutes. More of your calls, too. 1-800-849-2761 on the David Glenn Show. Throwback Justice League. You know, Batman, Wonder Woman, Superman, Aquaman. If there was a combine event where you had to talk to marine life, Aquaman is your guy. Zay Jones is dominating the three-cone drill. Aquaman is dominating the talk-to-porpoises drill. This is the David Glenn Show. Most of Hour 2 will include more of your free-for-all Friday phone calls, but it will begin with our one and only guest, Darren Gann of NBC Sports and ProFootballTalk.com. Colin Kaepernick's representatives released a statement yesterday correcting what they saw as false narratives around the sports media and social media. We'll talk about the Panthers' trip to London to take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, other great matchups, Saints, Jaguars, Eagles, Vikings, Texans, Chiefs, Niners, Rams, and more. All that with Darren Gant of NBC Sports next on the David Glenn Show. Megan Rapino is joining us on the David Glenn Show. Not everybody wants to sort of uh, back up Colin Kaepernick. Why are things like that important to you? I think it's all of our responsibility to try to make our country and our society and ultimately the world um, a place that is equal for everyone. This is the David Glenn Show.